We started reading the parsha of Vayishlach. Uh, this is the story about uh, Yaakov sending uh, the agents. And as Rashi says, they weren't just regular agents, they were actually angels. So uh, Yaakov can command the angels to uh, do his uh, mission for him. And he's going out and he's uh, greeting his brother Esau and trying to find favor in his eyes. He brings him a gift and he is basically getting ready for uh, all three things, as Rashi points out, that he's going to try with a gift. He's going to pray to Hashem and if necessary, go to war. I mean, do all, all the things that are necessary take to tackle uh, the brother Esau. In the Kabbalah it explains actually that this whole story that takes place here has its spiritual counterpart and it explains to us that Yaakov reached a certain level and uh, while he was in exile by Lavan that was for the purposes of uh, uh, sorting out and uh, purifying and taking the various uh, material uh, aspects that were in Choron and to elevate him and in a way as Chassidus explains that the source of Esau even though Esau was evil as he came down to this world but actually he comes from a much from a higher source he comes from the source of Toyu which is higher than Tikkun which is represented by Yaakov but I just wanted to make a, a just a very short point over here the first thing that he says to his master Esau, he says, So says your servant Yaakov, Imlovon Garti. What does it mean, Imlovon Garti? So the word Garti means, I lived with Lovon. And Vaicharad Otto, I've been delayed until now. Now we know this delay was actually uh, 20, um, 20 years he was actually working over there. But we know that, as Rashi pointed out before, that it was an additional. 14 years in which he was in the yeshiva of Ever uh, before he started the journey. So you have to add to the 20, another 40, that's basically 34 years until this episode over here. So he was away from Esau, he was hiding from Esau uh, originally in Nitman Bebeis Ever, over there he was hiding in Bebeis Ever, then eventually he was by Lovon in Chorim. And um, he says, I delayed till now. So the key word here is Mlovon Garti, I lived with Lovon. That seems to be a little bit of an unusual language, um, the word Garti. The word Garti comes from Lushen Ger. Ger is, a uh, convert is called a Ger. Uh, somebody who is a uh, temporary uh, resident is called a Ger, a Ger Toshov, or uh, somebody who is not a permanent, like a... Uh, uh, settled a person is an Ezrach, he would be considered a, a member of the community, a, a person who's a citizen would be called an Ezrach. A Ger represents somebody who's only uh, temporarily over there. And, and Rashi says that what he was trying to tell uh, uh, Lavan is that, listen, notwithstanding the fact that I spent all these years with, uh, with Lavan, I have not really um, become this great person because um, I remained a gear. I always remained. I remained a stranger. I never really, uh, I never really became a citizen. In other words, you don't have to hate me, as Rashi says, because the blessing that the father gave me was You should be a master. It didn't really come true. So don't don't worry about it. You don't need no reason to hate me. And in another commentary, Rashi says that the word Garti 
is the same levels as the word, same letters as Taryag, which are of course the 613 mitzvahs, Tafrej Yud Gimel. And essentially what he was saying over here to him is that I kept the 613 mitzvahs and I didn't learn from, from Lavan, from Lavan, from his ways. Now one will wonder in the simple context, why would one care if he learned from Lavan or not? Why would one care about it? It doesn't seem to... Uh, uh, okay, wait, can you wait? I'll call you in a few minutes, okay? The, um, I mean, what would Lovin care? One would think, you know, who cares? Does Lovin care if uh, Yaakov did the mitzvahs or not? Uh, I mean, Esav, I mean, what does Esav care about the mitzvahs? Why would he be telling him that he did the mitzvahs? And also, one, one wonders, uh, if he tells him in the first commentary, he says, I've not become important, but here, he's bringing him all these gifts, and he's showing off the major wealth. And we know that he did become wealthy in everything in that, in that sense. Okay, Rashi points out, he says, uh, my father said, uh, later on, he says, I've gotten cattle, but I haven't gotten, you know, it wasn't field, it wasn't land, which my father blessed me with. But I think that there's also a, uh, a deeper meaning over here. Um, the thing is, what Yaakov was trying to do to tell him is <laughs> that he remained the same level of Yaakov, that even though that he had all the material all the materialistic needs. Um, he had this great fortune. But what he's trying to tell me is that I, always, I remained a stranger. A stranger means these things did not become his main life, did not become his main goal, his main focus. The material things were necessary to uh, his service of Hashem. But all of these things still remained away from him. They didn't become part of him. His main, what he, these both commentaries really mesh together, he says the main thing is um, I still remain faithful to the, to the Torah. That has become my, my main thing is the Taryag Mitzvah. That was the main thing. In Agoy, Esau, uh, they, get, they get angry when they think that what you're trying to do is take away what, what's theirs. You know, that's there, the materialism. Yaakov was saying to him, it's not the materialism, it's not this, my main goal and my purpose in life, and I'm here in this world to serve my master, to serve Hashem, to live a spiritual life. The rest of the things are not really so important to me. You know the famous story, there was once a chassid, uh, his job was uh, that he used to work rubbers, and in those days it was, uh, it was his business, he used to produce rubbers. And, uh, but he was so... Um, involved in the, in the business over there. So the Rebbe once expressed to him, he said, I mean, the previous Rebbe, the, the Rebbe Rashab, I think it was, but I'm not sure exactly. But he expressed to him, he said, I've seen people put their feet in the galoshes, but I've not seen people put their heads in the galoshes. What he meant to say is that the galoshes, yes, you have to do the business, but you have to know that that is the What's the important things in life? What is the most important thing in life? Of course, we gotta do, deal with the galoshes, we gotta do with the physical world, we have our needs. But that shouldn't be the main focus. The main focus of our life should be the most important things in our life. The rest of the things should be strangers. And that's why also it says that when he first came to there, he put the stones around his head to try to protect his head 
that he should really stay focused on what's important things in life. When you stay, when you stay focused and you know what's the important things in life, your connection to Hashem, your family, your, your being able to make a difference in the world, to give something to the world, to be, uh, you know, to be a, a, an example to others, to learn. So then that is the most valuable thing. And if you hold that in mind, then the other things don't bother you so much and they don't become such a major issue in your life. So then all the Aesovs and all the other people whose focus is mostly the materialism, that is, the physical is their connection, they leave you alone too because at that point you're not on the same, you're not vying for the same thing. Aesov wants materialism and you want spirituality and that's why Ba'eshlecha I said to my master, you are my master, as far as material things, you're my master. As we know that when the previous Rebbe was leaving, um, they took him into exile from prison, he was saved, and at the time it was the train station was going down, he said over there, he says, if anything, only our bodies were sent into exile. It was a very difficult time for Yiddishkeit. He says, only our bodies were sent away in exile. But our neshama is always connected to Hashem. So what we are... Our, we're in, uh, like strangers in this world. In other words, the material world is a stranger. It's not really who we are. We are servants of Hashem. And the Ebishter helps us. We see that when you go with that approach, even the Esau, even the enemies, that at that moment, either he did it uh, by force or it was a total change, whatever the interpretation is. But yet we see that that approach worked. So Esau makes peace, leaves him alone. The goyim don't bother us, and we hope that if we concentrate what we can do, we can try to concentrate more on our Yiddishkeit and our connection to Hashem, that will provide for us the additional protection that we need, that Hashem will protect all Jewish people, wherever they are, especially in Eretz HaKodesh, from nothing bad and only good and only health and only happiness should be to all of us. Baruch Maruch.